0: Hello, friends. You're listening to the Sound Off Podcast. My name is Nate Lauks, and I'm your host. Sound Off is a community conversation show that airs each Monday and Friday live on 96.7 The Eagle in LaPorte, Indiana. And while podcasts don't allow for live interaction, we are still grateful to have you listening and engaged. So please help us out by subscribing and rating the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Share the podcast with your friends and enjoy today's conversation.
1: Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from September 19th, 2022 with your host, Nate Lauks. Nate's guests today are the LaPorte County Council District 1 candidates, Justin Keel and Mike Kelms. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Lauks? So
0: today is Monday, September 19th. Uh, on the show today is LaPorte County Council candidates for District 1, Republican Justin Keel, Democrat Mike Kellams. If you've got a question, you're welcome to email me at soundoff at 967 com or text me at 219 362 We will not have our phone line going for calls. We want to make sure that this is, uh, we give the candidates as much time as possible. And so if you do have a question, though, I do want to hear from you. Just text me instead, 219-362-0522. I can see some text already rolling in. Uh, good good to have you guys on the show. Welcome. Introduce yourself, Mr. Kellams. Uh,
1: who are you and why are you running? Well, Nate, first of all, thanks for having us here today. And, and for this type of forum, I think it's outstanding and I certainly appreciate it. Um, as you said, my name is Mike Kellams, uh, lifelong resident of Laporte, Porte, uh, born and raised here. Uh, started uh, a law enforcement career back in the 1980s. Uh, spent 32 years working for the County Police Department and retired in uh, 2018 as the administrative captain there i had the good fortune of working with an awful lot of good people in uh, many of the different positions that are there uh, at, at the police department thoroughly loved my law enforcement career uh, after i retired uh, wanted to stay in law enforcement so i started working at uh, purdue university northwest as a police officer and also uh, as a district security officer for the u.s marshall service based out of south bend uh, along the way uh, throughout my career uh, I've stayed active in the community. Uh, I've been involved in many different things uh, Not the least of which was uh, the volunteer fire department and I was on Center Township for for about a decade in a Scipio Township before that for a couple of years um, Thoroughly love my community. I love public service uh, my, my campaign motto is service over self and I, I believe that and I believe that uh, my, my career uh, and my entire adult life was spent doing exactly that serving the public. It's an honor to
0: have you here, Mike Kellams. Justin Keel, you've been on the show before. Introduce yourself and, and why you're running. Uh, thanks, uh, Thanks, Nate. Um, like Mike said,
2: we're happy to be here and we're uh, really appreciative for this opportunity to speak with you and your listeners. Uh, my name is Justin Keel, as you mentioned. I'm the Republican candidate for County Council District 1. A little bit about me. I am the Town Council President in La Crosse. I've been on the Town Council for eight years now, six years of which as Council President. I'm also the Chairman of the Northwestern Indiana Regional Planning Commission this year. Uh, we represent three quarters of a million people throughout Northwest Indiana and oversee a $1.5 billion uh, quadrennial Transportation Improvement Program, and because neither of those things pay the bills, my day job. I'm the owner and publisher of the Regional News in the Westville Indicator. Um, I'm also involved in my community. I'm a member and secretary of the Lacrosse Lions Club. I'm a member of the Westville board member of the Westville Chamber. I'm the vice president and one of the co-founders of the South County Community Coalition. I'm involved in uh, on the board for Leadership Laporte County, and involved in so many different other uh, organizations in in and throughout Laporte County. Um, little bit about why I'm running uh, I believe we need a strong voice for that represents southern LaPorte County and all of district 1 from LaPorte to La Crosse and everywhere in between we need someone with a background with fiscal responsibility who understands how county government works and has the connections and the uh, drive and ambition to do great things for our county and uh, that's a little bit
0: why I'm why I'm running all right uh, let's get to some questions here so as our listeners may or may not know uh, the function of the county council is is, is essentially, to, to maybe narrow it down a little bit too, too much, is uh, to control the money of the county, right? Um, they control a lot of that, though they certainly have say for some other things, and uh, their opinions do matter in other areas. But the money in the purse is a big deal with it. So um, a new jail, uh, we had the sheriff candidates on uh, just a, a couple week a week or two ago. And uh, they both, uh, Democratic and Republican, as has John Boyd talked about, needing a new jail. And it's going to probably likely cost tens of millions of dollars, more than the, the annual budget of the county, I'm sure. I'll start with um, Mike, then we'll get to Justin. Mike, do you think this is something important that needs to be prioritized in the next four years?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's one of the things that as a county councilman, I would encourage uh, the people that I work with in a bipartisan fashion to start planning ahead for things like that. Uh, You know, that current jail as it sits right now was initially built in 1977. It was remodeled in 2002. Uh, The day that it was uh, remodeled and opened up, uh, we filled it and we were already out of space. Um, and it stayed that way for a long time. I was a jail commander for a couple of years. Um, I understand the operations of the jail and the importance of the jail It takes up the majority of the sheriff's budget. Um, it's the largest uh, chunk of the employees at the, at the sheriff's department. And so, yeah, we need to start thinking about it. Uh, we should have started thinking about it four years ago and planning for it. It's going to cost, uh, you know, that remodel was in the, in, in the neighborhood of $20 million, give or take a million, uh, to put up a new one, which is something that we certainly need to do uh, to make it big enough that we can expand and convenient for everybody. Uh, that planning needs to go on now, and it needs to be a hard look, uh, because it's going to cost a huge chunk of money to be able to do. Yep. Justin, I'll give you the same question.
2: Absolutely. So, um, you know, I listened to that that podcast, actually, uh, mm-hmm. that Sound Off episode, and I think the uh, sheriff's candidates both hit it well in explaining the needs. Uh, Mike has explained all the history with mm-hmm. it. And absolutely, we need to plan out these large capital expenditures. One of the things I've been campaigning on is I think our county needs a, a fully detailed capital projects plan so that we're better forecasting how we're going to be spending money on these big projects going forward into the future. We now have funding coming in from, or that will be coming in shortly from the Uh, local income tax we should be figuring out how we're going to spend that on capital projects as well as salary increases looking out into the future so that we're well-prepared.
0: All right, next question is for you, Justin. We'll start with you anyway, and Mike, you can answer in in a little while, but uh, we've got Justin and Mike Cullum's County Council District 1 candidates here in the studio. So Justin, tell me about this. Uh, You obviously, I think the council did reach out to you and your board uh, in La Crosse to ask this question because they wanted the feedback of uh, local government as well, but did you and do you support um, the approval of the local income tax uh, increase that the county went to for public safety? Great question.
2: Yeah, so we were uh, we were approached by some of the, I think, Mayor Dermody and some other members of, uh, of his staff about this issue, as well as some of the county council members. And I think absolutely that it's important that we be able to, to fund salaries, competitive salaries, for our county employees. And the local income tax was a way to accomplish that. I think my one critique of this would be that if I were in county government when we were when they were doing this I would have looked to have a more detailed plan about where we planned on spending the money the need is there but I think illustrating to taxpayers how we intend on using additional tax revenue is really important so that they trust the system and believe in what we're doing because, uh, to, to clarify a little bit there, Justin, is it because there, there is extra money that is not allocated right now, correct? That's correct. That, the decision to
0: allocate those funds is going to be happening here in the relatively near future. Yep. And you guys, whoever wins, will be a part of that. So, Absolutely. yeah, I'll give you the same question. Uh, Mike.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, nobody's ever going to be in, in support of raising taxes. <laughs> um, everybody that you talk to wants lower taxes and agree with that. The problem is that public service demands continue. Um, we are are looking at a massive expenditure of a new jail. Uh, There's lots of other things that go on in the county. You know, there's uh, 1,100 miles of county road and it costs roughly a million dollars to pave a mile of road, start doing the numbers on that. not saying that lit tax affects that, but um, there there are huge expenditures out there and we have to do that, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, through tax revenue. Um, Let me explain to you how important this lit tax is to have uh you know we found out here a couple weeks ago that in the course of the last seven and a half years 128 people have left the county police department in in the last year Seventy people left emergency medical service, and I know that nine one one has suffered a lot of losses. Their numbers are down. The county highway has lost people. But let me tell you about the county police department. You know there was a a lot of people that acknowledged that Bobby Greer left the department. Bobby was a good officer. He'd only worked there about nine years and took his canine with him. You know when when he went to canine training that was six weeks long, a month and a half. That a shift either worked short, or we had to pay somebody to work an extra shift. That costs a lot of money. His dog cost ten thousand dollars. Uh, It's going to cost money to replace him. It'll take a year to replace his service on the county and and then add another month and a half onto that for canine training. Um, And currently, if I understood the the candidates right when they were talking about it, they're down six officers uh, with only two people to apply for those six positions. Um, I I don't want to be an alarmist, but that's getting near emergency status. And uh, part of it is that the officers don't feel as though they're paid enough. And they're leaving, not for other law enforcement jobs, but completely out of law enforcement because they want to be able to feed their families without having to work second and third jobs. And I don't think it's asking too much for the people that are putting their lives on the line, or in the case of the emergency medical service, the people that are saving our families' lives to pay them an adequate wage particularly when you compare them to counties just to the west of us, Porter County. Uh, We need it. Uh, It's definitely demonstrated by the loss in the numbers of the county uh, employees that are leaving. And I I believe that uh, exactly as Justin said, we should plan for what we need to do with it and use it to the maximum benefit and stop the drain. All right. We've got uh, Justin Keel, Republican running for
0: LaPorte County Council District 1, and Democrat Mike Callums both running. If you've got a question, you can text me at 362 nine three six two zero five two two or email me at soundoff at 9670eagle.com. As Justin actually mentioned, if you'd miss an episode, you can get this on the podcast. Just search on Apple or Spotify or just go to hometownnewsnow.com and you can find it there as well. And all of our past episodes of the show are on there that you can listen to. Um, and if you ever, you know, if you ever miss a Section of the interview with the mayor of Laporte by the Morning Mayhem. That's on there too. Not sure why you'd want to listen to that over me, but whatever. Um, so we've got Justin Keel and Mike Kellams in the show today. Here's a question for. We'll start with you, Mike. Um, many in the city of Laporte believe a corridor bypass around the city is needed, including some businesses, to get some of the heavy truck traffic away from downtown including, again, the mayor believes this, the city council believes this. At the same time, some county residents, again, you guys, I think, are in your district, have some city and some county, correct? That's correct. Uh, So you've got both of those. Some residents fear it would disrupt county land and and properties and things like this. If there is a corridor, there will need to be financial support from the county in some way, requiring the council's involvement.
1: Where do you stand on a corridor around La Um, I'm not for it. Uh, you, you're partially correct when you say that the county's going to have some skin in the game. They're going to have all the skin in the game. Uh, they want this corridor to run strictly through the county property. Um, and I think it's going to be disruptive. When you put a roadway through somebody's living room, uh, when you put a roadway through somebody's farm or family property that's been there for years, that's a major disruption uh, to lives. Do I think that they need to work on a solution? They've been talking about this since the 50s. Um, this isn't something that just came up. Many, many administrations have talked about doing this. And they haven't made any headway. Boyd Boulevard was originally constructed for that purpose. Uh, Boyd Boulevard might be able to be used for that very same purpose. But here's the other thing that I have, and I haven't heard anybody answer this question. And, and I, don't, I, don't, uh, uh, I don't fault the mayor for trying to take care of the traffic problems in, in LaPorte. It's a problem. Um, but the problems that I see don't have anything to do with trucks. It has to do with the traffic pattern. Uh, The fact that when these roadways were laid out, there was one car per family home, and now there's probably five or six cars per family home. Um, And and one of the burning questions that I get from folks when I talk to them is he doesn't want truck traffic in downtown LaPorte. How is TSC going to get a delivery? How is Ludwig's? How is uh, uh, any of the businesses that require truck delivery going to get here? Are we going to stop them at the edge of town and hand carry the stuff to the businesses? I don't understand how you're going to prevent truck traffic from coming to downtown LaPorte when you've got businesses that require that. Uh, there's How Met, uh, there's lots and lots of businesses that require truck traffic. Um, I think, and just watching, and I, I spent, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, I was running from downtown LaPorte by the courthouse to Boyd Boulevard. It took me about 12 minutes, almost almost 15 minutes. Not one semi truck, not one the traffic was almost unbearable. The traffic signals are completely out of whack, and I think that's where the problem lies. Um, And I think that they should look at solutions within town before they want to go out and disrupt the lives, the farms, uh, the family properties that this corridor is gonna pass through in the county. And and at a massive cost to the county. So to summarize, yeah, so
0: to summarize that, you, you are not in favor of diverting traffic away from downtown then? Not in the manner that they're going. Yeah, in the you know, in the in a corridor bypass yeah. fashion. Justin, I'll give you the same question. Are you in favor of a proposed? Uh, you know, they've got a couple different plans out there, but the 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 plan is to get the traffic. Uh, the city wants to get the traffic away through a corridor bypass. Do Absolutely. you favor that? Um, you know, I I think there's
2: a lot more that needs to be proven about this before I'm ready to jump on board for something like that. Uh, particularly the traffic numbers. What type of benefit is this going to have for downtown, or or will it harm downtown? Um. The, the one area where I would you know, definitely disagree with with Mike on would be that how this is getting funded. So right now, these are state highways that are going through. They're funded through funding between uh, the state of Indiana uh, is typically funding about 10 or 20 percent, and then the remaining is coming through federal transportation dollars. This is something that I work intimately with through NERPSI. Um, invariably, this bypass is going to probably need to be funded by by INDOT. This is a over a hundred million dollar project. Uh, I, there's no way that the county is going to be poning
0: 20 percent of 180 million. I've even heard yeah, yeah. The,
2: the funds aren't even there for, for the city or the county to get matching dollars, federal funds, they're going to have to rely on on the state of Indiana in order to be able to construct that bypass. So whether or not the council is actually contributing major dollars to make this happen, I'm kind of skeptical about that. I think most of this is really going to have to be spearheaded by INDOT. Um, by and even if the roads are relinquished in the downtown, then those are going to fall on the city for the most part to maintain. So I think there 's a lot more studying to do on this, and the way that federal transportation projects work, federally funded transportation projects that is
0: we still have many, many years to go before we 're to the point of constructing this thing so then, for you to summarize again, uh, it would be a no, not at this point, correct you 're
1: not, not at in that. No. okay um, Mike, go ahead well, just real quickly, um, tax dollars or tax dollars come from the citizens, whether it 's the federal government or the state government or the county government. Um, and and that's a concern. Uh, Although I do think that Justin hit the nail on the head. We need to see where this impact is going to be, how it's going to come about, and and long-range planning. Uh, Is there a need for it? Uh, We haven't seen a study on that, and if there is a study, they haven't talked about it, and again, uh, my, my question would be what are you gonna do with the semi trucks they have to make local deliveries all right well thank you so much
0: uh, Justin this is a question for you that we received do you support the removal of Commissioner Rich Merzinski from the LaPorte County Republican Party and what happens if you get elected and don't fall in line with some of the people in the party as a Republican myself again this is me reading the question not am saying that. I worry that there's not going to be any room for disagreement between Republican elected officials or though face being put out what is your comment on that this is a fun one this is nice and fresh yeah, um, been, uh, for those that might not know uh the port county commissioner rich Merzinski did essentially get voted out of his party correct
2: yeah i mean so you can't you're not exactly getting banished from the party per se it's more that it's you know the strong condemnation by yeah. the party um i think the fact that it was unanimous by the precinct committee men that were there speaks a lot to how people felt about it um uh you know we're we're beholden to our voters first but we should also work together as a team as a party and and that's how we're able to get things done is collaborating with our our party and with other people
0: across party lines so are you a precinct committee person i am did you vote to remove uh commissioner marzinski then yes i was one of those unanimous votes all right great um any other comment on that then or before i move on All right. I don't think so. All right. Moving on. Um, Here's a question. Uh, We'll start with Mike, then go to Justin on this. Um, Question for sign-off. Providing results is important to voters. Can Mr. Keel and Mr. Kellum speak as to their previous roles, your previous jobs, or um, and what results and how they plan to translate that into results on the county. What have you done in the past that have shown that you can do get results in the county essentially?
1: I'll start with you, Mr. Collins. I appreciate the question. Uh, you know, it starts with some basic things. I balance my checkbook. I keep my debt low. Uh, I was able to retire at an early age because I manage my debt personally. When it comes to managing big money, uh, I spent a term on the Laporte Community School Board. Uh, We were dealing, and back then, it's been 12 years ago, but a $55 million budget, uh, $25 million in renewable grants every year. Uh, That was in the time period where LaPorte County was going through a terrible tax mess. Um, I know that Mike Schultz had referred to that last week and the troubles that they went through trying to figure that out. And during that same time period, uh, LaPorte Community School Corporation was one of the very few, in fact, it may have been the only one in LaPorte County that didn't have to borrow any money and kept themselves afloat. And and we did that with good management. Now, I'd like to be able to say that that was all my doing, but it wasn't. It was a a managed team event uh, that we were able to do. And I I think that uh, that's probably some of the biggest management uh, budget management experience um, but I, I also speak to the experience I gained when I was a jail commander. Uh, you know, I referred earlier to the, the jail at the, at the sheriff's department being the largest division within the department and certainly the largest chunk of the sheriff's budget. And we maintained that every year uh, with ever-increasing inmate populations, food costs, medical costs. We maintained uh, and, and never really exceeded, unless there was an emergency, our budget. Uh, those are some of the things that I've uh, worked at in my past that's lent me to the uh, uh, opportunity and, and and the the wherewithal to be able to be a county councilman all
0: right I'll give you the same question Justin uh, in your past you know what are some of the results and that are gonna help translate hopefully to the future on a council
2: I'll, I'll start in the same uh, fashion yeah. that Mike did and start at the personal level I, I keep my checkbook balanced mm-hmm. um, I'm also the uh, the one who runs the the finances for for my business the, the regional news in the Westville indicator I do all the, um, the account day-to-day accounting of things um, I'm pretty financially prudent. I'm a, I'm a savvy financial guy. That is how I bought a paper at age 17. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, moving up into to bigger things though, you know, as town council president, I've been involved in our town budgets for eight years now. I've worked collaboratively with other council members and our consultants to bring in and save uh, the taxpayers in lacrosse almost $10.3 million. Um, just for perspective, our annual budget is more like 300,000. So to give an idea how much money that is relative for lacrosse. Crosse. Um, I'm also involved uh, with uh, NRPC, the Northwestern Indiana Regional Planning Commission. We oversee all of the uh, federal funds that come into the region for transportation and transit projects. I was a treasurer of NRPC uh, several years ago and. Uh, um, was in charge of the uh, Finance and Personnel Committee. So I have a lot of experience with large budgets on a regular basis. Um, you know, I think I've been able to deliver results in the organizations I've been involved in in the community through South County Community Coalition, getting a uh, early voting site. I helped uh, actually write the uh, petition that uh, and get some of the signatures for that is- uh, initiative. And uh, I've been really active in my community. And I think that that sort of thing translates well uh, in terms of connections and experience when you go on to county council. All right. We're going
0: to take our break for the day uh, because of our, our, our technical issues in the beginning. We got a longer segment there. We're going to take our break. We're talking about the uh, LaPorte County Council District 1 race. We've got the candidates in here. Republican Justin Keel, Democrat Mike Kellums. If you have a question, you're welcome to text me at 219 362 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we'll be right back here in a couple minutes. Keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends, to our final segment of Sound Off today. Good to have you listening with us on the show. Uh, Again, if you ever miss an episode, go on to uh, hometownnewsnow.com or you can find it... uh, in uh, wherever you find podcasts at. Today uh, on the show, we've got candidates for LaPorte County Council District 1, Republican Justin Keel, Democrat Mike Cullums. If you've got a question, you can text me at 219 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. We've got about eh, 12 minutes left of the show, so you've got some time to send in some questions. Here's a question for you. Uh, we'll start with you, Justin. What do you plan to do to help cut taxes and help the taxpayers keep their money, and where do you think taxes can be cut? I... So there's three ways that we can lower
2: taxes in in county government. First one is through cutting the budget. I think that's going to be a, a little bit of a tough one. There's always areas where you can economize and, and save a little bit, but we're, that's not going to be the main source of, of uh, how you're going to lower taxes. Second way is through increasing the assessed value in the county, spreading that tax burden over more people, more taxable value. Um, I believe firmly that we need to do more on economic development, especially in some of our rural communities. Um, building that tax base is key to lowering it. And then the third way is bringing in revenue from other uh, other other government entities. This could be the state, this could be federal government through grants, uh, working with uh, nonprofit organizations to bring funds in as well. Um, and that can then reduce the amount that you need to collect from local taxpayers. So I'm going to be looking especially at how we can partner with other government entities to bring funds back to LaPorte County, your tax dollars, and bring them back into our county. And, and also uh, looking at how we can increase
0: assessed value through economic development. And if I'm hearing you just... And then the, the, the response more is less cutting budget and more increasing revenue in other creative ways. Correct? Yeah,
2: and I don't want to I don't want to downplay. It. I mean, I yeah. want to make sure that we are spending our money absolutely how we should. But uh, the most results we're
0: going to get is from the other two. Great, Mike. I'll give you the same uh, uh, question for you. What can the county do to cut budget, cut taxes, uh, and do you have any
1: ideas of formal where from? Sure. So fiscal responsibility is going to be key. I don't know that there's a candidate that runs for any office that isn't going to be in favor of fiscal responsibility, (laughs) Uh, number one. Number two, um, and this is the the bipartisan type of work that I'm willing to do to roll up my sleeves and get the job done. I agree with uh, what Justin said. Economic development is probably going to be our biggest way. Uh, You know, this community... Uh, thrived uh, back in the 40s and 50s when we had businesses like Alice Chalmers and American Home Foods and austin all and so many others and uh, we've lost that over the years and we need to have that back Um, i do believe that we are poised for great economic development i think all the pieces are there Uh, as a county councilman i would pursue aggressively economic development to the point where maybe we need to look at an outside firm to help us to draw people here uh you know some of the things laporkan has going for it and a lot of people don't realize this we talk about truck traffic Industry is going to go to where the transportation is. And what goes through LaPorte County, U.S. 30, U.S. 6, State Road 2, U.S. 20, I-94, the Indiana Toll Road, the busiest train line in the United States. Uh, The uh, Port of Indiana is 20 itty-bitty miles away. That has got to make this area attractive for the big businesses. I don't know if we'll ever get an Alice Chalmers back. I don't know if we'll ever see another American Home Foods that's the type of businesses we need to bring to raise our tax revenue exactly what justin was just talking about to help offset some of that burden Um, i think those are some of the things that we need to look at Um, i think that that would be a great goal for a council to get together and like i said i'm i'm willing in in a very bipartisan fashion to roll up my sleeves and get that work done uh, so that we can do exactly what you asked lower taxes so and i'll give both of you these questions I'll start with you mike
0: because you brought it up economic development how would you rate laporte county's economic economic development strategies right now do you think there's room for improvement do you think they've been doing a good job um because it is a very competitive uh we've had mayors we've had state reps and and all of them talk about the competition for economic development right how would you rate it is that do you think something that needs to
1: be improved here in the county Yeah, I think there's room for improvement. In saying that, um, I was on the Redevelopment Commission. I served on the school board. I was appointed to seat on the Redevelopment Commission and got involved in some of those decisions and and watched some of that. And I know they work hard at it. I absolutely do. And I know that the competition's tough. You know, We see these big businesses that are going just across the county line over New Carlisle all the time. Um, They have that because the transportation is there. They have that because the uh, infrastructure is there. I know that the town of New Carlisle makes uh, – several hundred if not a million dollars a year just supplying water to the steel mill that's out there. Uh, Those are some of the things that we need to look at to be able to draw some of the economic development in. Um, We've got, uh, in in my mind, uh, one of the best locations in the world for putting big business, and that's down in the Kingsbury Industrial Park. That's why it was constructed back in the 30s uh, for for the war. Um, It's been abandoned since then. There's several businesses down there, but there's plenty of room for growth, and it's an ideal location. Um, you're not putting a big factory in the back of somebody's uh, yard. It's kind of out there isolated, which is why the, the uh, ordinance plant was put where it was. And, and again, what's there? U.S. 6, U.S. 35. They lead to the Indiana toll road. They lead to I-94. They lead uh, to the train lines that run through the town. Um, I, I do think that we need to pursue it. We need to pursue uh, economic development aggressively. Uh, Just, I'll give you the same question. Yeah, I agree with
2: a lot of what Mike said. Uh, KIP, absolutely, a, a big opportunity for us. Huge opportunity. The way that that thing's laid out, uh, perfect for an industrial park. Um, I think we actually need to spread. I think there's always more to be done about economic development, but I'd like to see us kind of spread this out throughout the whole county. You know, where we're partnering with communities in, you know, La Crosse, Wanata, Hannah, you know, Union Mills, uh, Laporte, Michigan City, Rolling Prairie, where we're really working with all of these different communities in order for them to be doing a little bit of the economic development, partnering with the county where applicable. And so that way we're kind of pushing in all directions at one time so that there's more being done. You know, if we concentrate all of our efforts in just the two cities, there's only, so much capacity there and then those other communities get left out and that's where you
0: end up with more of a divide. So I want to see us kind of push in all directions. Alright uh, great, great, great answers everyone. We've got Justin Keel and Mike Kellams in the show they're running for uh, District 1 County Council here in Laporte. They'll be on your ballot and so uh, during this uh, month and a half, next month and a half or so, we're bringing you the candidates that are on your ballot so that you can get to know them a little bit more. Some questions, another question for you that we received uh, about the 39 North Conservancy and and so they've got an issue up there with water. And the county could fix the issue by giving essentially $5 million for a water tower. The county doesn't have the money. The conservancy doesn't have the money. The city of Laporte has said, listen, we'll actually fund that if you annex into Laporte. We don't want to do that. And if not, then we're not going to fix that. Uh, we don't want to spend any money on areas where that's not in the city. Do you think the county should be more, and I'll start with you, Justin, to give you the first, do you think the county should be more aggressive at fixing that themselves? um, Or do they run the risk of the annexation issue, which some in that conservancy district aren't in favor of? I think it's going to be complicated for the county to be able to to fully fund
2: things like Thirty Nine North's Conservancy Districts project. With I think you so said it was five million dollars. Yeah. There's other that's communities. That's a rumor. I, I mean, yeah. again, I don't yeah. have the
0: quote in front of me. So. Um,
2: there's a lot of other communities that also have needs. I think it's important for the county to chip in and help and help push that you know initiative in all of these different places. But I don't think they're going to be the sole funder. I mean, there's only uh, you know so many ARP dollars to go around, and yep. that's a large chunk for the county to fully fund it. So. I I think looking at a variety of sources, Now, I would like to see the county put maybe some more effort into potentially hiring, say, a grant writer to help these communities or these organizations like 39 North apply for more grants, help give them the assistance to apply for other external funding.
1: Mike, I'll give you the same question. Yep. Yeah, not in favor of annexation. Um, I, I, I know that they've got an agreement for water supply that's there now, and evidently it's not adequate. Um, I think they need to explore some ways to improve that agreement uh, for the infrastructure that's already there. I know that they've talked about either relaying water lines or putting up a water tower. Um, I know that some people have chosen to sound this alarm bell that, oh, your home is gonna burn down because you don't have a good fire hydrant. Um, I, I vehemently disagree with that. Uh, I've got some strong heartstrings for the volunteer fire departments in this community. Uh, they serve us very, very well. And I, I think that reaching and pushing the panic button in, in, in an effort to say, uh, uh, make people think that annexation has to be done in order to provide adequate fire service. Uh, there, there are uh, 16 fire departments in LaPorte County and they provide very, very good adequate service without water lines. Uh, you know, Union Mills doesn't have that and uh, uh, Pleasant Township doesn't have that and, and uh, Lincoln Township and Rolling Prairie, uh, Kankey Township, those departments don't have water lines, they don't have water towers, they don't have hydrants yet, they're able to do that very, very efficiently. You know, about a month ago there was a, a major fire up in Michigan City at a, an old factory building in Michigan City Fire Department called in the volunteer fire departments to truck water because they couldn't adequately supply it. Um, I, I got off on the volunteer fire department kick, but I, I just am concerned that they raise a panic um, when it, the solution is probably out there, certainly uh, pursuing uh, state funding. Uh, leaning on our state representatives, who, who I think do a very good job for us, uh, leaning on a little bit harder to see if the funding could be there to improve the water service or maybe come up with the out water tower if that's what's needed. But uh, in short, and I'm not in favor of annexation, and, and I would encourage the city of Laporte to work through and, and fix, and, and along with the Conservancy District, the agreement that they have so that the citizens out there get the representation that they expect alright
0: we'll end with this question I want to thank you guys both for being on the show today um, and we'll start with Mike and then Justin you can finish this uh, what differentiates you right we talk a lot and you guys have even said uh, you know we agree on a lot of stuff which is always good to hear honestly it's always good to hear that uh, when candidates agree but obviously you are two different candidates running from two different parties running for two different backgrounds two different generations if you may if I may um, what differentiates yourself um, from each other and why should people vote for you
1: Well, um, I would have to say that uh, my my level of public service speaks for itself. Um, I uh, have been involved in public service for 35 years. Uh, I, I can do nothing but compliment Justin on the start that he's got in his political career. Um, I remember when Justin first got on the town council down in lacrosse Crosse. He's 18 years old. I helped him get his first TV interview when they had a, a big emergency down that's there. That's right. Um, and uh, you know, I respect him for what he's doing. I respect the fact that he's taking the time to run uh, for this important position. Um, but I think uh, life experience matters, and I think that's one of the things that gives me an edge. Um, you know, when when I was down in lacrosse in the spring at the Farm Bureau. Uh, meeting when they had uh, for political candidates. That wasn't my first trip to La Crosse, uh, nor is it to Wanatar, Hannah, or Westville. And I didn't just go down there because I was working as a police officer. I bought into the communities down there. I've been to their basketball games. I've helped them when they've lost uh, uh, their children and passed away. Um, and, and not just in La Crosse, but all the communities around the first district and throughout Laporte County. It's given me a great perspective uh, of public service. It's given me an opportunity to get to know the people, uh, to know the communities. Uh, there's not a road down there that I haven't been on. Uh, And there's probably some uh, uh, folks down there that uh, I have made lifelong relationships with. And I think that those life experiences are probably what gives me the advantage uh, in this race. Um, I'm willing to put the work in. I'm willing to do it in a bipartisan fashion. I have uh, uh, nothing but uh, uh, respect for the people that I intend to work with on the county council and all over county government. And and I want to be able to bring those experiences that I've had to to the county council, and I also want to make sure that I represent and, and be a strong voice for the southern part of Laporte County. Um, I hear a lot uh, from folks down there since this campaign has started. We've had some great festivals. We've got more festivals coming up, and I've heard a lot from people that say that we just don't feel as though we're represented this far south. Um, and, and some of that is the fact that there are parts of this county that are 30 miles away, mm-hmm. and it makes it difficult to attend meetings. It makes it difficult to get involved in things. I want to bring that county level of county government and service to them, just like some but he wouldn't, downtown La Porte or Michigan City.
0: All right, Justin, I'll give you the final word too. So, again, uh, why should people vote for you and what differentiates yourself from uh, your opponent? just want to say first, thanks for all the nice compliments in there, Mike.
2: You say the, you say the sweetest things. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think that um, he had a lot of good points. You know, there's people in Southern LaPorte County that are uh, actually in the farthest Southern points of our county. There's people who are closer to five other county seats before LaPorte mm-hmm. that were that, you know, far away sometimes. And having that representation down there, you know, as it sits today, we have uh, two council members in, uh, who live in Michigan City. We have two that live in LaPorte and we have two that live in between, and we have just one in Southern LaPorte County, Council. And Garner. And I'm, I think it's important that we have geographic diversity on our county council. Um, Mike talked a little bit about uh, life experience. And I think, you know, we have... County Council members today that have a lot of life experience. We actually have another Mike on County Council who's also a sheriff's deputy Mm -hmm. with similar amount of life experience. Um, And I think it's actually important that we have a diversity of age on County Council. Um, This is going to come as a bit of a surprise, but I'm actually closer to the average age of a LaPorte County resident than uh, my opponent or anyone else currently on the County Council today. And we talk a lot about retaining young people in our community, and I think if we're, that's our goal, then we should really look at ways that we can get young men and women in their 20s and 30s and involved in county government, making those decisions, shaping the county the way they want. They want to see it so that they stay and they keep their friends here and they grow their families here. Um, I think I have a proven track record of being involved in Southern LaPorte County. Ever since I bought the newspaper, when it matters most, I'm there. I'm there writing about it, I'm there in the community working on initiatives, I'm involved in the organizations, long before I was running for county council. um, I have a track record of getting things done, being a leader, being at the forefront of things. And uh, I think my track record uh, speaks for itself and what I've been able to get done in my eight years in public service.
0: Well, Justin Keel, Mike Kellams, it's been an absolute joy to have you in the studio today. Um, I consider you both friends and I wish you guys luck here in November. Again, you can find their campaigns online. I'm sure just search for them. And if you send a, t- a text question in and you um, didn't get an answer, it's okay, I'm going to send that. I will email it to the candidates and they can respond online if they would like to, to those questions. So they have them um, and they know what their their listeners and the candidates' uh, uh, voters are asking. We'll also send the, the podcast to them as well. So, again, thank you so much for listening. On Friday's show, we will have the candidates for uh, County Council District 2 on the show. If you have any other questions for them, you're certainly welcome to give them to me beforehand, or we will make sure that we get them asked uh, then. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Keep listening to 96.7 Eagle. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 967 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 12:30. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 967 The Eagle.
1: Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 967theeagle.com.